Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I've been excited since our last podcast where I rambled on about therapy and athletes and how athletes are so bloody different than the rest of us. I'm super excited to have Stephanie in our space. Stephanie Miranda, she is a mental performance coach. She works with youth athletes primarily, but she knows a lot about a lot of things. Stephanie, why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I have a double major in kin and psych from York, and I kind of combined those degrees and followed my passion for sports psychology at the University of Ottawa, where I have a master's of human kinetics, specializing in sport and exercise psychology. Right on, right on. Former York grad. Oh, yo, man. Anyway, um, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm a graduate 1999. This is a long time for me. I'm reminiscing right now in my head. Let's jump right into it because I don't, I, I just, I'm too excited to, to not. The power of the mind and athletes, like I said at the top, they're different. They're not like everybody else. Well, the difference really, I think, between athletes and the average person is their their drivenness to succeed. You know, for whatever reason, they've been granted this great genetics or special talent that, that makes them special and able to succeed or pre professionally. But then what makes the difference between the, the top elite people and the regular people, the rest of the people on the bench, is their mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what fascinates me the most. What about the athlete and the athlete's mind is so fascinating to you. It just shows how much our mind can accomplish. If you set your mind to it, you can really accomplish great things. And athletes prove this every day. Right. That's that human capability, right? You, you, you think you, you plateau, you think you can hit this level and then you turn around and you look at this professional athlete and you're like, holy crap, humans are actually capable of doing what they're doing here. Right. It's, it's just amazing to me. Amazing to me. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with youth athletes. So the way I like to describe the work that I do is like, if you think of a strength and conditioning coach who's working with an athlete physically, I'm doing that just with their mind. So we're maybe sitting in an office one-on-one, really getting into their mind. What's going on there? How can we train your mind to be better? How can we look at what you're doing and make it better? How can maybe we eliminate some of the behaviors that aren't assisting you in your performance? So my, my main objective, the way that I approach it is, let's get you to perform your best all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone can recall a best performance, the greatest game they ever had. What was different that day? And why haven't you been able to repeat it? How do we make it happen all the time? Physically, you have that in you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, your skills haven't changed from one day to another, but your mindset changes. Definitely. Can you give us some workable tools that you use with your athletes to help bring about, you know, an increase in their mental game and therefore an increase in that physical performance? So I'm really big on reflection. I like to ask athletes, like, we'll get deep into it. Tell me about your best game, but now let's start from the night before. Mm -hmm. What happened? What time did you go to bed? What did you eat? What did your parents say? What did your coach say? And let's figure out the factors that are really, really important to you. So with some athletes, we'll discover that, oh, I listened to this song and it got me in the zone. Well, you're going to listen to that song every time now. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? My dad was really in my ear and I had to tell him to stop on the way to the game. And that just changed everything for me. So that's where I get to bridge the gap, too, between athletes and parents. These these high school age kids, they're coming to kind of find themselves and I get to help be a voice for them. Right and I can kind of say, you know, maybe that behavior is not the best or talk to their parent and say, how can we better assist your child? 
I like this. So you're, you're part of what you're doing then is helping that athlete create the awareness to recognize, you know, some of these potential habits or behaviors that have brought about success and, and then the way that they can now reinforce that or continue with those types of behaviors. So I, I love this idea, how does this work with a placebo effect? So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. We all know athletes have their have their rituals and their traditions, right? I was I, I we won last game. We totally slaughtered our, our our team last time, you know. And I hadn't washed my shirt yet, so guess what? I'm not washing my shirt again. Or you know, I'm growing a beard because you know we we're on a winning streak, and we know that you know these things don't really play into the physical capability. I mean, me growing a beard has nothing to do with my batting average. Right. Or we're down in the ninth inning and. And we all flip our hats inside out and it seems to be performing well. So we keep our hat slips inside out. So give us an idea of this placebo effect because it's obviously a placebo effect. These things have no bearing on the physical capability. So give me a little information on that. Well, when you talk about something like that, to me, that's like a physical switch. So by turning our hats inside out, we've now kind of told our brain like we're rallying, right? And that's sometimes all you need to switch from being in a slump to getting to the next level. But the difference, too, is that we believe it works. You know, when the crowd gets behind a team and everyone in the stands has flipped their hats, like, all right, we can do this. You know, the team, the, the audience is behind us and, and we want to do this for them. And, and that's where the mind comes through. They can forget everything that's happened in the first nine innings mm-hmm. and to really, like, bring it out in the end. I like this. So uh, let's go back to those workable tools then. So we, we talked about the, the concept of, of creating that self-awareness with the athlete. What other types of workable tools? Because I know goal setting is part of this mix so give us an idea of how or a goal setting activity that you would do with one of your patients clients what, how, yeah. what would you call it? i usually say clients clients yeah. okay but so i like to say athletes that's that's yeah. that's i'll go with that so mm-hmm. give us an idea of of a goal setting activity that you would do with one of your athletes well, I, I kind of start backwards, so or we work our way backwards. We start big picture, long term. What do you want to accomplish this season? Okay, now what are some short term goals you need to do along the way? But I like to leave them with a daily goal. So next time you're in the gym or wherever you're doing your activity, what what do you have to do physically to accomplish this goal? What do you have to do mentally? So by thinking about your goal ahead of time and already con- like thinking about some of the barriers you might face we can plan for that. So people just say, you know what, my goal today is to beat my personal best. It's like, but have you actually thought about how you're going to go about doing that and what you need to do or what uh, challenges you might face that are going to get in your way? And by thinking these things through, using our mind more, mm-hmm. instead of just coming up with a, a grand picture of I want to do this, let's break it down. And that's where we really get into where change happens, where those goals get met. When it comes to that goal setting, so what are some of the tools that we can use within the goal setting? So, for example, visualization. Um, I really like power posing. And I think that's just because that's something that my work with youth athletes is almost all of them come to me and say, I, I lack confidence. And, and you can understand it for sure. You know, they're in these competitive environments. They're all fighting for a starting spot on their team. They're in this weird age of like growing up and figuring out who they are. And high school's weird for everyone. And I just think power posing is this super cool, like easy thing you can do and implement into your daily routine or before a game. And for those of you who don't know, power posing is striking a power pose. So exactly what it sounds like. You know, you might want to stand with Wonder Woman or the idea is to take up space with confidence. Um, and, and while you're doing that, you're in, in adding positive self-talk. So you're doing all these things, taking deep breaths while you're power posing, t- talking yourself up, saying, I got this, whatever works for you. But by having that physical kind of like stop, let me power pose for the next two minutes, 
And there is science behind it. There's a great TED talk on it, but that we can like increase the actual chemicals in our body to improve our confidence through this posture, essentially, which I think is so cool. And again, speaks to the power of the mind. And it's a fun thing that sticks with the athletes I work with. They can remember it. So it's like, oh yeah, maybe they make a joke of it. Like I'm going to be Wonder Woman, but if they're doing it, that's amazing. You don't understand. You actually gave me chills because, no, no really, you, you did because I, I'm all about the idea of affirmations. And I have never heard of this before, power posing. I've never thought of it. And for me, affirmations work really, really well. I use them a lot. And I can see how the power pose idea just completely blows it out of the water. I can't wait to start using it immediately right and it's so memorable that's why it's like I tell everyone about it especially my athletes take this with you you can implement it so easily into your pregame routine or the night before or anything and it's actually fun to do once you get once you do it it's so much fun oh my gosh that is that is a flip of the switch of the mind it, it just totally changes For the game sure. wow so we're hitting the idea of the role of the mind and this placebo effect, especially with athletes, and athletes are different. And because I'm a registered massage therapist, because I'm a therapist, what really strikes me heavy, and I spoke about this last time, is how athletes recover so bloody fast. And I want you to tell me, because it's just, I want you to tell everybody, because it's just, when it comes from me, it doesn't mean anything, because, you know, I'm a massage therapist, right? When it comes from me, it doesn't mean anything. When it comes from you, it's a whole other ball game. Athletes, results, driven. Just those three words together. Mm-hmm. Well, that ties into goal selling, too. They set these really high goals for themselves, and they stop at nothing to accomplish them. So when it comes to treatments or whatever they're going to do, they're willing to try anything. And that's where they refer to subjective, lived experience is way more valuable than any studies and research can do because they want what works for them. And I, you know what is a great phrase that I use is respect what works. So maybe it's weird to you or to other people, but if it's working, who cares? And I think that's really important. They're willing to try things and they're so open-minded because they're results-driven. If this is going to make me feel better, I will do it. Why do you think athletes are different that way than a lot of other people? I think when they're open, they trust their minds more than other people, like especially working with me, I'm exploring their mind and then they'll start to trust in it. And they're just, they they want results and they're willing to stop at no cost. I, I can't remember where I read this and I, I wish I could remember what athlete I was, uh, I was reading about where they also have this super trust. It might've been Terrell Owens when I was talking about him last time, where they have this super trust in their healthcare team, unlike anybody else. It's like, you know what, dude, I'm going to put my career in your hands at this moment because I trust you so much that you're going to get me back to playing as fast as possible. So I like this idea of these athletes have this so much of an openness compared to you know the regular average everyday joe um can you give us any examples of you know these result driven athletes versus research like like give us an idea of uh, of something that you've done with the athlete that isn't necessarily based on any hardcore research but brought about really really excellent results for them something that i like to do is stimulate like a, a pressure environment for them So we might only be in a small room, but we can make it feel really intense. And that just shows the difference. So athletes come to me and say, I'm great in practice, but not on the court. So let's try to simulate a pressure situation because that's what changed in your mind, not your skill, your mind. So we'll create, I'll say, you have to do this task, but while you do it, I'm going to yell at you. Or let's blast the music. Can can you you give me an example of this? Because this sounds really cool to me. Like, 
give me the idea of the task that you would give and I want to hear what you'd be yelling at me when this is going on. Yeah, for sure. Something that we did in my program actually always stuck with me is we did a wall sit while doing math problems Hmm. with the music blasting and someone telling us like, you're in so much pain. And to and our objective was to focus on the math problems. And it wasn't hard math. Right. But with all of that going on, you have to tell your body, what am I going to focus? Am I focusing on the pain in my leg? Am I going to focus on the person who's hassling me? Like, hurry up, hurry up. Or am I going to just block it all out? Use the strategies that I have to block it all out and focus on the objective. Well, that's awesome. So the ability to kind of shift your focus. It, oh, that is, that is gold. That is gold. Athletes really trusting of their medical healthcare team. Are athletes as open like this for mental performance? In my personal experience, not so much, unfortunately. And I think it's still the stigma around the mental health. And we're seeing the trend sort of start to shift in this direction. But I see that athletes, Phelps showing up at the Olympics with all these cupping. So these athletes are open to alternative Eastern medicine, different things. But when it comes to sports, like there's still a little bit of resistance. I do see that in my practice. And I, it's frustrating because people expect me to have results for them in a few days or a, f- a few sessions. And I always say, you didn't get this great at sports overnight. You're not going to improve your mental game overnight either. It takes time. It took you years to get where you are now. And we're going to spend time to get you even better. So I love everything I'm hearing Um, I'm really curious about you and your profession and how this works. So how do teams find you? How do athletes find you? I'm an athlete. How do I end up in front of you? Yeah, I think it it comes by like someone hearing a story of like, oh, my friend or my son met with the sports psych person and and it was great for them. So then they come looking for me. So they can find me online, stephaniemirenda.com or word of mouth. So once I work with a couple of teams, they maybe catch wind and it kind of snowballs through that way. But people come to me in different ways. So I'll get the person who's who found me on their own, who's super excited about coming to see me and wants to do better. And then I'll also get the athlete whose parents kind of brought them in. So reaching those kids whose parents are there, you can tell that they're just there because their parents are it's it's really challenging for me and it's it shows that you have to be open to the treatment that you're getting that you want to be here and you want to do better because if you're going to sit there and give me one word answers this is not going to work and that's the difference when i have an athlete who came and they're sharing all this great stuff with me and we're really getting into things and those are the ones that have the best results that's the one who i can see from when we met a year ago to what you're up to now your performance has improved you're doing great i had this one basketball player i wasn't sure how it was going to go with him because i find it a bit harder to connect with males i just have more experience with like youth females mm-hmm. his mom had reached out so i thought maybe she was really pushing for it he came and he was so on board and it was great So we've met probably 10 times now over the last year, and he went from being kind of maybe fifth best on his team to being the best on his team. He's actually got um, accepted into a prep school in the States now. And I mean, I don't take credit for this because he's done all of these other things, but I like to think I played a small part in Mm. getting him there and that he'll be even better prepared for the experiences that he's going to have in a more competitive environment and rely on some of the strategies and things I've helped him with because he came and he was so open and he didn't question me. He just, it's like, if that's what you want to do, if this is what we have to talk about, let's do it. Right on. Can you, can you give me, because that's an awesome example of where the success is there. Let's 
give me an example of the situation where someone just is not open to it and how what's the performance like or what's it like dealing with that particular athlete when they're not open to this you know mental performance i just think that maybe this isn't the right fit or the right time for you. So there are those athletes that, of course, they're shy, they're young girls, they might need some kind of, I have to build some rapport with them and they may need some kind of warming up. But then there's other people who are just, they don't want to talk about it. They're not ready, they don't see the value in it. And I can't make progress with that. It's right. hard for me and the the time that we spend together kind of just drags on instead of flying by. Like I use that as a marker of like, that was a great session because it just flew by. We had such a good conversation today versus thinking, how can we, what can we do? What can we do? Whereas it shouldn't be so hard. It should come more naturally. So I want to get in touch. I want a mental performance coach. Tell us how we can find you. You can find me at stephaniemirenda.com. So everything about me is up there. You can contact me through that. And I'm also part of an organization called Lead Through Sport. So this is a non-for-profit organization that provides females with empowering opportunities and experiences through sport. So you can check them out at leadthroughsport.ca. Excellent. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. That was awesome. I still have chills and I want to I want to strike a pose and do some affirmations. Thank you very much. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Right on. You've been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Listen, subscribe. Peace.